Welcome to Tattooed Freaks and Business Suits, recorded live in the kitchen of the Personal Touch Career Services in Denver, Colorado. I am your host, Donna Shannon. As a professional career coach, I help people navigate the hiring maze to get the jobs they really love. In addition to working with job seekers one-on-one, I do have a book available. You can find How to Get a Job Without Going Crazy on Amazon. My guest today is actually another career coach. Her name is Maggie Graham. Say hi. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Good, good. So, uh, our overall purpose for this show is to explore and redefine the world of work, especially as Gen X millennials and those to come after seek positions of leadership that still allow them to be themselves. Every show we discuss a topic related to business or job searching, and of course, we're going to talk about tattoos. Our sponsor is the Personal Touch Career Career Services, Denver's top-rated career coaching service. So we focus on the practical tools for the job search, including resumes, LinkedIn profiles, job search coaching, and ongoing classes. Check out our ridiculously long website, personaltouchcareerservices.com. Once again, that's personaltouchcareerservices.com or you know you can just google it so it works too yeah so maggie thank you very much for joining me today why don't you just tell us a little bit more about you and what you do for sure well thanks so much for inviting me and letting me come on i'm a fan of the show and so it's a treat for me to be here so my work is primarily in career exploration and job search and i specialize in working with introverts because i myself as an am a really strong introvert and i found that The world of work is very extroverted centric. And so to have this place of advocacy and just this a place where people can feel at home is really important because job search and career exploration are vulnerable topics. And so it's really important to have a safe spot to do that exploration. Sure. So how did you get into career coaching? You know, most of my background is in higher education, and one of the benefits of working in higher ed is free tuition, Ah. which I kind of liken to an alcoholic working in a bar, because I'm a lifelong learner. And so I've gotten two master's degrees uh, through my work in higher ed, and the most recent one is in counseling and career development. But I started in that specifically for the counseling and I fell in sort of accidentally into the career piece um, by doing an internship that was unpaid and I was on the campus where I was getting the degree and I had the opportunity to work in the career center on the campus Mm -hmm. which was paid nice (laughs) so when I I just took it literally for the money mm-hmm. <laughs> while I was finishing my internship and I liken it to falling in love. Mm-hmm. It was just this amazing, I realized, oh, this is so much more fitting for me to have these kind of conversations with right. people. Right. So, oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that you've got the master's degree in counseling because in a lot of people don't understand the difference between like a career counselor and a career coach. So you're falling more along the lines in the counseling side of things. So 
generally speaking, a career counselor not only does like the exploration, they may do personality testing. Sometimes they talk about the emotions and feelings that come up with job loss or just the grind going through the job search. So by contrast, I consider myself a pretty pure career coach. Um, I'm not a licensed therapist. I don't have a degree in counseling. I don't really want to talk about your feelings. I just want to tell you what to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And that's why I think we're, it's so helpful for us to talk together because Mm -hmm. we have complementary approaches where we really meet the same need, but in very different routes. Right. Because I describe my work as semi-therapeutic, mm-hmm. meaning I, even though I am a licensed mental health provider, I don't treat mental illness. Right. And what I do, though, is work with people on deep exploration about who they want to be in the world and how they show up. And so a lot of times that can look like people feeling inhibited or Mm -hmm. shut down because of early messages that they got around pleasing particularly parents or teachers and really not having a place or an avenue to access their internal voice. And so that's the work that I do with people is how do you tap that? And then also then how do you go out into the world and bump up against these other places where you've been worried about disapproval or your own inner turmoil around, is that even okay Mm -hmm. for me to covet that or to pursue it? Right. Yeah. Right. And see, I'm really good on the uh, tactical side of things. So once you have a pretty good idea of what you want to do, I'm really good about helping you get it. Now, of course, I'll, I'll work with someone about overcoming the disappointments and why didn't I get this job offer or, um, just those overall frustration issues, but I'm not the kind of person who's going to like, let's talk about your passions as a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yes. And so that's why people, if they came to me first and then went to you, that would be the perfect combination. Too. Right. Exactly. Um, I do know the tactical piece because I've worked in outplacement and it's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. I really like having those deep conversations with people about not just who they, there's a great career question is, which is what would your seven-year-old self be disappointed to know about who you are now as an adult? Yeah. So that's the type of content that we cover. That's good. That's good. So now you mentioned that you specialize in working with introverts. So why did you choose to specialize in working with them? with them so I'm a super strong introvert myself Mm -hmm. and first of all I also want to say that introversion is often collapsed with shyness or poor social skills Mm -hmm. or undeveloped social skills and that a lot of times there is an overlap and introversion in its purest definition is an internal processing mechanism and the ability to replenish internally that when we're in crowds later we have to go reset and but that shows up a lot in career exploration and job search because we you know it's so depleting that we have to have strategies and tools to be able to rehearse for an interview, for example, or we can talk about a lot of networking techniques too that are specific for introverts. So the reason I got into it and that I decided to specialize in this area is because 
Susan Cain, who has done the very famous TED Talk and mm. written a book called Quiet, revolutionized how we look at the workplace and how extrovert-centric it is. Yeah. And how the job search um, process is skewed for extroverts. It is. And so people who are introverted feel at a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I want to speak to that population because I'm there myself. Great. So what do you think are the biggest challenges for introverts? Well, specifically in networking, I think when people hear the word networking, a lot of people feel an aversion to it because there's kind of a slimy association with it. Yeah. And networking really actually has so many different dimensions to it. But when people hear that word, they just want to run screaming. Yeah, and, and I think it, the, the image that most people comes to mind is those massive after hour events where you've got two or three hundred people in a room. Um, the, the ones that are the worst for me is like if there's music or and then there's like a bar and food and people are talking to each other for five minutes and shoving business cards at each other. And it's I personally hate that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And networking can look so different from that. Right. So it's also overcoming, first of all, just that initial I can't there's no way I could do that and realizing that it often is one-on-one -on -one conversations mm -hmm. and one of the things that's very helpful for introverts that I do with them is I we work on scripting and rehearsal for setting up the one-on-one -on -one conversations right so that then that's another thing about introverts is we really like to prepare ahead of time and that equips us often with the confidence that we need and so when there's this practice or even a a guided script about hey here's how you approach someone that is a cold connection mm -hmm. and how you can easily turn that into a warm connection and how then you can have a really enriching conversation and how you steward that as the job seeker right yeah right so it, it sounds like having this positive mindset can actually help a lot so I know sometimes with the clients that I work with everybody's their own worst enemy right you would get that self-defeating language going on it's like i can't go talk to that person because what if they say no or what if they look at me like i grew a second head or these are the thoughts that go through my head <laughs> me too <laughs> yeah so, so how important is that positive mindset do you think i think it's essential and i also think there's pre-work mm. before cultivating and growing a positive attitude there is this need to acknowledge and recognize fear and aversion and why that's showing up and also the depletion that can come alongside that so that when that has a what I call a channel mm -hmm. for expression which is really in our sessions in our time together when I'm working with people vent here talk about why you you do have that inner self-talk yeah and how that's of and of course of course that's coming up for you mm -hmm. and so before you set it aside that way it doesn't leak out there is the opportunity to be in worry mode mm -hmm. ahead of time and one of the things i do with people is i say what is the worst thing that you think will happen let's prepare for that yeah so then they feel equipped and sort of 
armed going into it and then they can embody the personal the the positive attitude sure yeah so do you think there are specific job searching strategies that actually play into the introvert's strengths absolutely for sure research particularly around i i call linkedin an introvert's playground. Oh, that's a great, great statement. Yeah, because we can wander around and get the lay of the land and and it actually helps before an interview. One of the things I teach people is how to find the setting so someone knows you looked at their profile. Right. Because that reflects well on you. Mm-hmm. So it's good that you are doing the research and it's good to indicate that you're doing the research. So LinkedIn, Glassdoor, um, even just Googling lists um, can be very helpful. So research for sure. I think list making is also another huge technique Mm -hmm. around questions to ask and also um, what to what what are your accomplishment statements? I right. tell people to bring that into an interview so that then when they there is there will be a moment. They're mm-hmm. guaranteed a moment when you don't know what to say. Yeah. And so when you have that sort of security blanket, and this is another technique that I teach people is think alouds, where, because usually as introverts, we freeze and we withdraw during an interview, which breaks the connection. Mm-hmm. So the think aloud would sound something like, oh, <laughs> That's a great question. You know, I teach the same thing, you know, or even the uh, strategy, especially like with behavioral interview questions. It's like, you know, say that, for example, the question is, tell me about a time you dealt with a conflict at work. And then I even take them through the motion. It's like, okay, cross your arms a little bit, put your finger on your chin and go, a time I dealt with a conflict at work. Well, that reminds me of this time when Bob was on a rampage. Well, you wouldn't say that, but, you know, that whole strategy of, and the whole idea of it's okay to turn inward physically, do it's okay to do that body language is what introverts are wanting to do anyways, because it's a little bit more protecting that way. But as you noted, all the strategies are skewed to extroverts. So we're all taught in an interview, you must be sitting forward on your chair and always make eye contact. And what I see introverts do when they're freaking out is they start staring at people like a snake because they, they're going, I must maintain eye contact. And that's not natural. Right. And then it comes <laughs> off. It, it produces the very thing you're most afraid of. Exactly. Yes. So yeah. I'm so glad you bring in the body language. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful. I'm going to add that to what I I teach people. One of the other things I tell people in an interview is write down from the beginning and tell people, oh, it helps me to take notes. So I'm yeah. making sure that I'm answering your question. And then when you do get to the freeze moment, you can note it with a little asterisk or something and realize you can clean that up in the thank you note mm-hmm. where you can say later, oh, this question has stayed with me and I wanted to add this detail. Mm-hmm. And so that helps with your mental self-talk where you realize this isn't lost and then you go down into this black hole and don't ever recover. Right. You think, oh, there is an opportunity for me to clean it up later. Yeah, yeah. but don't don't fall for the trap where you write down every single thing they say. Exactly. You just write down Use like one sparingly. or two words. Right. And that's a, a good thing to practice as well. Because that shows you're still engaged. Yes. Yeah. And that you are invested. And that, that's a great extra tip, which is don't write everything down. 
but it is important to start writing from the beginning so that you don't start when you're freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. It's already established the behavior. So the interviewer is not going to go, oh my God, this person just freaked out. Right. Yeah. And disappeared into themselves. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what other kind of networking tips going back into that? Cause we know it's such a challenge for introverts. Would any other networking tips that you have for them? You know, I think again, scripts are helpful. And then two other things. One is goal setting where if you do end up going into a large event to think I'm going to have three meaningful conversations where I actually meet a person genuinely, yeah. then I can leave. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. You've got your goal and you have your escape. Yes. <laughs> and, and also speaking of scripts, it really helps to have an escape script oh, because when you're, yeah, you're doing the one-on-one, -on -one, one of the, a lot of times there's articles about how to start the conversation as an introvert. The hardest thing for me is to end it. Yeah. And so I one of the things I tell people is to just realize and we'll practice this, just look people in the eye and say, it has been lovely to meet you. Mm -hmm. Thanks for spending time with me. And just your tone of voice and your messages, I'm moving on. And then it wraps it up and closes it out. And you don't have to think of an excuse like, I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, And then you can exit gracefully. Yeah. Um, so the other, the last thing too that around networking is... So much of what we teach, appropriately so, to people in networking is what do you say to the other person succinctly so that you can get your message across? Mm -hmm. And that's important. The other half, though, which is the introvert's superpower, is listening. Yeah. And so when I remind introverts, this you know already and so when you can rely on that and realize how much of the process listening is it diffuses the anxiety around it mm -hmm. so remember your strength of listening and know how helpful it will come in handy great great so um do you have any uh case studies or an example from somebody who's done a successful transition before yes i well you know i i actually have two because there's two types of work that i tend to do and one is a scientist who came to me because she just really needed confidence around an interview yeah and i hear this a lot from people where i haven't interviewed in x number of years oh, yeah. and so my confidence is just in the in the basement and so what that rehearsal did and really all we had was one session was and she came dressed the way she was so we could look at how mm -hmm. she was dressed and that's also easy to do on a video um but it just allowed her to see what her flow was like and the feedback that i gave her was not just what to change but what to keep yeah. So she could hear this conveys well and your body language here really works. In addition to that may come off in a way that really isn't what you intend. So tweak it this way. Right. So she I just got an email from her, which is why she's on my mind, because she did a relocation, um, too. So that was a wonderful success just in one session. Most of the clients I work with are more long term around career exploration mm -hmm. and looking deeply. 
it, so I had a woman who was, she felt like, and I hear this a lot, not only do I, am I in the wrong career, but I picked the wrong major. Mm, mm-hmm. And so I feel this discord. And now that I'm mid-career, I'm a parent. I'm not sure where to go because I have to maintain my income. Right. And so we do a deep exploration around what is it that you're seeking in your work and where can you find that fulfillment? And with this particular person, she actually ended up staying in her position mm-hmm. because she realized a lot of ways that she could refine what she was doing because of her, her seniority there. Right. Um, and so it was much more rewarding to her. But here's why I wanted to share her because as soon as she shifted things in her current work so that it was more fulfilling for her, she actually ended up with an invitation to a job offer that was in a different field wow. that was really coveted for her. Uh-huh. So her energy and her approach to her work the way it changed her confidence changed the way she engaged because this came through an advocacy group that she was in through her personal life. Mm-hmm. And the reason she got back in touch with me, so I just add this last detail, when she got that offer was because she started having panic attacks. Oh, wow. When she considered, I could actually have this thing that I deeply desire. Right. But it's such a leap for me that I don't know if I can handle it. Right. And so that re-engagement, that sort of booster session that we did, and it was actually more than one to get her through that process and to the onboarding, was a, a pivotal time for her to really live into who she knew she could be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. That's cool. I think one of my favorite case studies is a gentleman that I was working with and uh, he was so tied into being a good boy and following the process. So uh, he was trying to get into like a management role with a very large company. And I, I kept telling him he needs to send applications directly to hiring managers, get in, send them their resume, reach out to them on LinkedIn and all the rest of this. And he said to me, I can't do that. That's cheating. Oh, and I'm like, it's not cheating. This it's is smart. Yeah, you know, this is not new. It's just our tools and are new. Like bef- years and years and years ago, we didn't have LinkedIn, so people had to like call mm-hmm. or mail letters to try to get in touch with the hiring managers. And now we have all these tools that are at our disposal. And the other thing in his case was he was convinced that uh, he was going to have to start being a completely different person to get forward in this company. And I was like, well, why? And he goes, well, whenever they ask about what I do for fun, I can't give them an honest answer. And I'm like, oh, my God, well, what is it? You know, but it wasn't anything risky or weird, which you might assume. Right. I didn't even say that. Yeah. He was into LARPing and cosplay. So LARPing is live action role play and cosplays where you dress up in like superheroes in his case uh they did more of the fantasy aspect and things like this and and he's like well everybody at my company they all talk about football and i can't stand football but i feel like i have to go study it so that i can make those connections into the good old boys network and i'm like have you considered the possibility that this is not the right company culture for you awesome (laughs) i love that you suggested that yeah because uh, my thing is like if we're going to be really happy in our work 
We have to be in an environment that values us for who we are, even if what we do is a little weird compared to the rest of the world. And it's that's the key to true happiness. It's not just what's in the bank. Right. And the other thing that you're accessing, I'm actually familiar with LARP mm -hmm. um, because my husband is very involved with, in it. And that community is very tight-knit. Mm -hmm. Talk about a networking windfall. Yeah. If he talked to the people that were in that community and what are they doing? Can they make introductions on his behalf? That, that it, those are the people who get him. Yeah. Wouldn't it be amazing to spend your day days with people who you don't have to guard yourself yeah. and be and actually go off and study stuff like football that you're not interested in. Yeah. It's so much more enriching for who you are without having to muffle or hide. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most brilliant things that we're seeing changing in the workplace these days and you know that's that's why I made this podcast so we can explore things like that. Yes. And all right, so that brings us back to my favorite part of the show where we get to talk about tattoos. I know, and I told you this is my favorite part because I think this question goes so deep in a really amazing professional way. Like you learn about people from one question that just opens mm -hmm. up a lot. So that was part of why I thought this is an amazing podcast. Mm -hmm. But... You don't have any tattoos. I don't. <laughs> I feel like it's a confession. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and so, actually, I was thinking about this because today I'm going to get a henna tattoo. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that makes me legitimate. I could be on the show. And the other thing I wanted to say, too, is I brought my son with me, and he has two tattoos. So I feel like I'm closely aligned with tattooed people and love them deeply and I actually just yesterday in my office I had a client who showed me her ankle tattoo and uh -huh. she said it was brand new yeah and it was peeling and it was girl power with um, violence and she said mm -hmm. that it really spoke to her feminist especially violets I guess have a history in the feminist movement mm. um, and so I thought that is a beautiful representation of a tattoo that I would love to have yeah so it's yeah. a fitting story and it just came to me yesterday through one of my clients yeah and it's amazing you know if you ask people about their tattoos the, the insight that you'll get into them yes so and and they can always be reworked. So I'll, I'll tell you about yeah, one of mine. Good, because I wanted to hear about one of yours. Okay, so the very first tattoo I got, I was 17 years old. I did get it at a legitimate shop, but I was like already married. So they, they're like, hey, yeah, you're old enough to get married. You're old enough to have a tattoo. There you go. So this was like in 1987 too. So I'm, I, I'm definitely a Gen X. And um, so originally it was a card from a tarot deck. Not not the standard tarot deck, but it was um, it's called the Tower. So for me, it meant spiritual growth through total destruction. I know what a great symbol to have on yourself. <laughs> well, it kind of embodies your positive mental attitude that you were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. because you can take the thing that is darkest and see it for what it will bring you. Yeah. So then, many many moons later. 
I uh, got that covered up. So I had it reworked and it's got a different piece on top of it now. So um, what I ended up getting is now it's a phoenix, uh. which has the same meaning really, but it's definitely the more positive side of things. Wow. So well, it's still that spirits will grow through the destruction, but the tarot, the tarot card focused on the destructive act itself. Yes. Whereas the Phoenix is all about the recovery. Ah, and you know what you're doing for me is you're giving me almost more permission too about how to think about tattoos because of the way you transformed that. Mm -hmm. As you aged, you could mature in how you saw that image and still hold it deeply and transform it to one that was still had meaning for you. Yeah. That's great. All right. So we've come up to the end of our time together. So Maggie, why don't you tell us uh, how people can get in touch with you if they want to find out more about uh, getting some help with their own career counseling? Uh, yes, of course. So my website is Maggie, M-A-G-G-I-E dash Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M dot com. And that's probably the best way. You can find me on Twitter, Maggie I-N-F-J, which is my Myers-Briggs type. Mm -hmm. And I also have a Facebook group that is on Quiet Careers, is what it's called, because it's specifically for introverts. Cool. And you are located in Fort Collins, Colorado. Yes. So for our listeners around the world, that's about an hour or so out of Denver proper, hour and a half. Depends on how crazy you drive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but can you work with people across the country too? Yes. In fact, I would say maybe uh, just a third of my clients are in person. Mm -hmm. Most of them I see via video conference. And I do have some international clients as well. Okay. Too. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you very much for showing up with me today. Uh, again, my company is Personal Touch Career Services. And if you need the help with those practical tools, resumes linkedin profiles obviously i do interview coaching as well and uh, you google it my website's too damn long <laughs> <laughs> you're easy to find i'm easy to find all right well thank you very much and y'all have a good day